0: Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL newsroom. Good morning, Natalie.
1: Good morning, Devin.
0: A new report out this morning sheds new light on the struggles some face in the province to put food on the table.
1: Yeah, this is definitely concerning. A coalition of hunger relief organizations in Ontario says 2022 marked the sixth straight year that food banks in the province saw an increase in users and visits. Feed Ontario says in its most recent annual report that the troubling trend appeared to escalate during the most recent year on record. The report says 587,000 adults and children visited the province's food banks a total of 4.3 million times between April 1st of last year and March 31st of this year. Feed Ontario says that represents a 15% spike in the number of people turning to food banks for help and a 42% rise in the number of visits compared to number Recorded in 2019. The Feed Ontario Hunger Report isn't surprising for those who work or volunteer with food banks. In October, Food Banks Canada released a similar report that showed a record number of people used food banks across the country in the past year. The Hunger Report outlines four areas needing improvement quality of work, social assistance, social housing, and putting people at the center of policy and program design.
0: On the positive side, the price of gas remains relatively low this morning.
1: Yeah, the price at the pumps is relatively affordable right now. While still high overall, the price you'll pay today dollar forty-five point nine, is 24 cents cheaper than what we were paying a month ago. Gas prices dropped 6 cents on Saturday and remain at that level this morning. Dan McTagg, the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, predicts gas prices will hold the line at $1.45.9 tomorrow as well. The prices at the pumps haven't been this low since late September. Bargain hunters will be able to find some gas even cheaper than the average. Some stations are charging as low as $1.39.9 for a liter of regular this morning.
0: Well, if you want a real Christmas tree this year, it'd be a good idea to get it sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, with Christmas less than a month away, Londoners may be in the market for a real Christmas tree. However, some local tree farms are reporting a shortage. Kristen Ebert, the co-owner of the Little Creek Tree Farm in Thorndale, says they requested between 350 and 375 Fraser ferns from suppliers this year, but only received 165. The co-owner says she spoke with a supplier who claimed they haven't taken in new clients for the past five years due to the lack of supply. Ebert says the shortage is partially due to the time it takes to grow the trees. It usually takes 8 to 10 years for a tree to reach the desired height for Christmas tree status. Shirley Brennan, executive director of the Canadian Christmas Trees Association, said the decline of trees is due to a lack of producers available to harvest them. Brennan explained that Christmas tree farms currently take up about 50,000 acres across Canada. This is a decrease from 70,000 acres, which she said is a loss of around 30,000 trees.
0: Well, down in Ottawa, the inquiry into the Liberal government's use of the Emergencies Act moves into a different phase today.
1: Yeah, the inquiry into the Liberal government's uh, historic choice to invoke the Emergencies Act to quell weeks long demonstrations against COVID-19 mandates last winter is now moving into its public policy phase. The Public Order Emergency Commission is expected to hear this week from about 50 experts who will share their perspectives on the use of the Emergencies Act and whether it needs updating. A session this morning will focus on fundamental rights and freedoms at stake in public protests as well as their limits, while an afternoon session We'll explore financial governance, policing and... Intelligence. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act on February 14th after thousands of protesters associated with the Freedom Convoy blockaded downtown Ottawa and key border crossings. Calling a public inquiry is a requirement under the emergency legislation and Justice Paul Rouleau, the Commissioner of the Inquiry, must submit his report to Parliament by February 20th of next year.
0: There was some good and a lot of bad for Canada at the World Cup yesterday.
1: Yeah, Canada wasted little time yesterday ending it scoring drought at the Men's World Cup but could not hold off Croatia, losing 4-1 to end its hopes of reaching the tournament's knockout round. The 41st-ranked Canadians started with a bang with a goal from from Alfonso Davies two minutes into the game but the 12th-ranked Croatians rallied to score four straight goals. Croatia was the runner-up in the World Cup four years ago in Russia. Canadians will go home after wrapping up the tournament play Thursday against Morocco, which will mark their first ever World Cup game against a non-Euro European opponent. Despite losing, Canada will lead the World Cup with $10.5 million U.S. from FIFA for its participation at the Men's Soccer Showcase. Total prize money at the 32-country tournament in Qatar is $440 million, with the teams failing to advance out of the group stage like Canada, each receiving $9 million. In addition, all 32 entrants were given $1.5 million ahead of the tournament to cover preparation costs.
0: On this day in history, in 1512, Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan reached the Pacific Ocean after passing through the South American Strait that now bears his name. In 1698, Governor Louis Frontenac of New France died at Quebec... Frontenac was largely responsible for opening the region, despite orders from his superiors. In 1797, the Northwest Company, a major force in the fur trade, began building the Sault St. Marie Canal. It was destroyed by American troops in 1814 when they attacked the company's nearby trading post during the War of 1812. In 1895, the first U.S. car race from Chicago to Waukegan, Illinois, was won by J. Frank Duria, who maintained a speed of 12 kilometers an hour. In 1914, the New York Stock Exchange reopened after its longest shutdown ever. The exchange had closed July 31st with the outbreak of the First World War. In 1943, U.S. President Franklin Roosevelt, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and Soviet leader Joseph Stalin met in Tehran to plot Second World War strategy. In 1965, the Canadian satellite Alouette 2 was launched from Vandenberg Air Force in California. In 1979, New York Islanders goalie Billy Smith became the first goalie to ever score a goal. In 1994, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer, serving 16 life terms for killing 17 young men and boys, was killed by a fellow inmate at a Wisconsin prison. In 2000, the Dutch Parliament approved a bill by a vote of 140 to 40 to allow euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide, making it the first country to formally legalize the practice. In 2010, Leslie Nielsen, The Canadian-born actor, who went from drama to comedy, died at the age of 84. In 2016, a chartered plane carrying members of a Brazilian First Division soccer team crashed into a Colombian mountainside. Near the Medellin airport, killing 71 people, three soccer players, two crew members, and a journalist survived. And on this day in 2021, Ontario had Canada's first two known cases of Omicron, a new COVID-19 variant of concern. Celebrating a birthday today, we have Motown founder... Barry Gordy Jr is 93, Paul Schaefer turns 73, Ed Harris is 72, Judd Nelson turns 63, John Stewart turns the big 60 and Karen Gillian is 35.